0: Today we have my friend Kristen Klaus on where we are going to be talking about Recovering emotionally from trauma and not just physical trauma but emotional trauma. We just finished up the Church Hurt series on toxic church, and uh, I think sometimes we overlook the emotional trauma that can come, especially if you were on staff in one of those churches or key leadership or just kind of part of the collateral damage when some of these churches have some fallout. And so, Kristen has some resources available to us and some valuable insight. I think you'll enjoy her. Stay tuned. friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach. I know sometimes you doubt if you are truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own. I know that you are praying for a way to know the difference and to be confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word. If you are ready to grow in your faith and your identity in Christ and to confidently step into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life hey friends before we get into today's episode i have a quick word i know you've been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from god and wondering if it's your own voice listen i know i've been there myself Hearing jesus that's one word, all caps, to get your discount. There are also some free videos and a leader's guide for you to get started. Again, head to shehears.org and you can find the Bible study on the resources page. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Today we have a treat for you. I have my new friend Kristen Klaus on the line with us. Hi, Kristen.
1: Hi, Rachel. It is so wonderful to be here with you
0: today. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. I'm so excited to talk with you today. Kristen is joining us as part of our series that's been ongoing that we're doing about spiritual abuse, church hurt, uh, narcissism, narcissism in the church. And I invited her to come speak on the podcast today because she really has a heart for restoration. Her website is fullyrestored.love. And I wanted Kristen just to kind of come today, share a little bit with us and Help us kind of walk towards some resources for people that may have been coming out of some of the experiences we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks. So, Kristen, do you want to just give us a little bit about your background?
1: Sure. Um, I am a licensed uh, professional clinical counselor. I live in uh, Kentucky State with my husband. We moved here a year and a half ago at the beginning of the pandemic. And I am um, a wife, of course, um, a mother, a grandmother, and I am an abuse survivor. And so really, because of my personal experiences, it really propelled me into a calling Uh, that is to reach out to those that have experienced abuse and trauma in their life. I'm also a licensed pastor and trauma and spiritual coach.
0: That's awesome. That kind of fits in so well with some of the things that we've been walking through over the last couple of weeks, um, we have been kind of examining spiritual abuse and church hurt from the lens, a a lot of times, of leaders that may have walked through some unhealthy, you know, situations with their, their leadership within their church and one of the things that I've really been trying to do is to not leave people there. Um, when I had been going through it myself, I really was desperate for resources and this is an area that just a lot of people don't want to talk about, or even if they are talking about it, it's more like a yeah, me too type conversation. And there's not a whole lot of people that are offering resources to kind of dig yourself out of it, or at least that the Lord can use to, to, to unbury us. So I thought what it might be helpful to do is Just maybe for you to share a little bit about your story and the work that you're doing. And then I do have a couple questions that I think I want to cover um, just from things that I've read on your website. And then we can talk about some of the resources that you have available to, to us. Does that sound okay?
1: That sounds great. So where do you want me to start?
0: Um, Maybe just a little bit about your story and why I know you touched on it, why you do the work you do. So maybe a little bit about your personal story and then kind of transition into the work that you do that's relevant to this conversation that we've been having.
1: Okay, great. So um, I was not raised in a Christian family. I was raised in a very um, liberal family by a single parent. And being raised by a single parent um, back, I'm, I'm a little bit older than you. And so <laughs> back in that day, it wasn't as common um, to, to have a single parent. In fact, um, all around me, my friends, their, their parents were married and living together. And, and that opened a door up for me of, of a desire for a family and love but i found it in the wrong way and so there were there happened to be a family that i adored i spent all of my time with them they were our neighbors but i didn't know that family had a secret and when i was in 5th grade i was brought into that family secret and that happened for 2 years where i was sexually Um, abused by two of the older kids in in that family. But I wanted family so much that I was afraid to say what was going on um, because I was desperate for love. I wanted love so much. My mom worked hard. Um, I only saw my dad a couple of times a year. Um, So there wasn't, I, I felt loved by my dad, but he just wasn't there for me. And then when um and my life just really kind of went out of control, that was fifth and sixth grade, and that was in middle school was the first time I tried drugs um, first time I smoked cigarettes was in fifth grade and um and then I went to high school, and I thought, okay, uh, life is gonna have a fresh start for me, and I really was hopeful that it was a fresh start and and I ended up going out with some friends, and that night turned into my worst nightmare and my friends left me with, um, one of their friends, um, who happened to be, um, a man and left me at his house saying they'd be, they'd be right back and they never came back. And, um, I was repeatedly assaulted, held against my will and raped throughout the night. And, and the next morning I was able to, um, leave to escape out of that situation and, I found out some things about him and ended up telling my mom what happened and we reported it to the police. And at that time, um, there was really only two types of rape back then and that was statutory rape and then what they considered real rape was by a stranger. And because I knew this person for a couple of hours, it was not considered um, a real rape and that's how they termed it back then. It was considered statutory rape um but i was pretty persistent i was 14 years old i don't know where i got the courage i i look back at so many times in my life before i got um saved and invited jesus into my heart at 21 and i see all the markers of where god was there for me and um so i i, I had the courage and and held my ground about pressing charges he was stalking me there was so much that happened and In that time period. And I was a mess and I didn't know how to deal with it. So it propelled me into drugs and alcohol. And somehow I graduated high school with the help of my school counselor. I mean, I was a straight A student. I was a smart kid. And my sophomore year after this happened. I failed every class all year long and my school counselor was the one that really reached out to me and helped me and but there were there wasn't any help there wasn't any resources I at 18 I went to counseling and and that she the counselor was not equipped to deal with trauma and abuse and 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 then I was literally at the end of my rope I was suicidal I re, I remember sitting on the floor in my bathroom, um, just crying and crying and saying, God, if you're real, save me. And I had a bottle, um, of pills emptied out in my hand. And I had, um, at the time called my boyfriend, we had just gotten back together. He's now my husband of 32 years in September. And, and he was able to get there before I took the pills and, um, and I, I gave Jesus a chance, and he came in, and he began to help me and walk me through that healing process, and I had two attempts at counselors, and both of those were not good attempts. They were not good counselors, And but I persisted. I knew um, that I wasn't satisfied with the brokenness. I knew that there was more that God had for me. I I knew that, that I was worth fighting for, which I had never thought that before that I was worth fighting for. I was always the one that would put my life in danger to help somebody else because I was broken. I was dirty. There was something wrong with me. And so I became, um, um, became a Christian and, it was about a five year journey of God just really healing me and restoring me and and going through some counseling and 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 then realizing, oh, this is, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to help other people. and um, and in that time, I was on staff at a church. Um, I used to be involved in the arts, and we had a school of fine Arts at our church. And, um, I experienced in that season at the tail end of that season, um, some spiritual abuse of, um, being controlling of, um, in fact, I remember telling them when my husband and I made the decision that we were going to move from California to Washington and, uh, they didn't agree with me. And were telling me that I didn't hear from God and that I was wrong, and I was disobeying God if I left, but I knew in my heart that what I had experienced there for the last one to two years there before we left, and what God had for us, that moving was the right thing, in fact, it was the best thing that we did for our family um so there, there's been seasons and there's other instances of trauma and abuse that have happened in my life. I'm just kind of giving you the, the highlight ones of the things that have happened. Um, but through all this, um, I, I, years ago, my spiritual dad had asked me, you know, Kristen, I, he was a police officer. Um, he's gone on to be with the Lord now. And he had asked me, actually, he asked me this quite a few times. Kristen, I, I work with knuckleheads yep. like you, you know, I, I work with people that have, have been through um, so many different things and so much trauma and abuse and, and and they're drug addicts and they're making wrong decisions and things are going on and and that aren't good in their life. How did you get out? And I said, I've said to him over and over, well, I prayed and I asked God to help me. And he said, no, you did more than that because anybody can pray not everybody walks it out. And that's the truth is you've got to be willing to do the work to get your healing and your wholeness. And that became a passion of mine is first I need to be healed and restored. And then now God use me to heal and restore other people because God's desire is not that we be these broken vessels, not fulfilling the purpose of who God created us to be. And we all go through life difficulties. It's just a matter of, are we going to let our life difficulties shut us down? Or are we going to work through them so we can walk into the fullness of who God created us to be? And so that really became, has become my life passion and journey and just has grown um, to where I became a counselor. I was a youth pastor for a couple of years, was a school counselor, um, for a few years. And now, um, I have been, um, have been in private practice and have worked for agencies, um, for the last 12 years or so.
0: Wow. You know, um, I can't stop getting this image of, uh, 14 year old Kristen, um, Mm -hmm. because I have a 14 year old daughter and, um, just even thinking of her and some of the things that you walk through at such a young age, um, you know, I, I'm so sorry to hear about that. And while I'm incredibly thankful that God has put you on this path of helping other people, um, it's also, there's so much sorrow around the the way that you got there. And so I'm just, I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, but I'm also so encouraged by um, the way that you did make that decision to, you know, not like he said, not just say that prayer, but really walk it out. I think, you know, there's this fine line. Of course, as believers, we get to this place where we realize that, you know, apart from him, we can do nothing. That's, that's obviously true. But there is a role for us to play, especially when it comes to this deep restorative work. And, um, you know, you and I have talked a couple times about this, this kind of thing. Now, you know, some of the women that we have been talking to have experienced Lots of different levels of abuse within the context of either spiritual abuse within marriage or church hurt um, or toxic leadership. And I think one of the things that I keep hearing over and over is about how incredibly painful this is for some of these women. It's been 20 plus years and they're still stuck. Um, and, and so that whole idea of like, okay, well, time heals all wounds. I, I don't really subscribe to that because if it did, then 20 plus years later, these women wouldn't be still stuck in the same place that they're at. So I think um, there was two things. On Your website that I just thought really struck me and I thought maybe you could elaborate a little bit on and then we could kind of go into um, some resources that you have developed to kind of help walk people through not just sexual abuse, but all all sorts of abuse that you that you deal with. The first was um, how God restores from the ruins. And then the second was, um, you talk about quieting the soul. So would you want to speak to either one of those?
1: Sure. Um, So so the, um, the restores from the ruins, um, that that's so much of what I actually, that that's what I see. Um, so one of the things that I'm a visual person, the way God talks to me is through visual images. Uh, that's just who I am. And that's that creative part of me. And, um, what I, when I wrote my book, what he the illustration that I use is a garden and that our soul, and actually this is kind of bringing both of these together, that our soul um, is like this beautiful garden. I absolutely love English gardens. I am a garden girl. And our house that we had in Washington State, we I did a whole big, beautiful English garden with pathways and fountains and um, borders and boundaries. it was just it was gorgeous, it was beautiful. We had small flowers and tall flowers and and as I was actually creating that garden was when God was talking to me about my book and and that this is our soul and that what happens is when we experience abuse, whether it's sexual, whether it's physical, emotional, verbal, spiritual abuse, it affects our soul and our soul is our mind will and our emotions and our soul is actually the connection between us and god and i'll explain that in a minute and so what happens is in that garden when we experience abuse a vandal comes in and destroys that garden and you know if you if you're picturing with me that garden everything gets destroyed, plants get pulled out, fences are, are, are broken down, whatever is of value is taken out and the rest is destroyed and broken up in pieces. And then what happens is because of that abuse, because of those wounds, we just lock up our garden and we lock everything up and we close a part of ourselves off to other people, to God. And we say it's too painful to deal with this. And, and so we lock all this stuff, our past trauma and abuse, we lock it up deep in our heart thinking that, well, that was in the past. Like you said, you know, time heals all wounds. But, but then people come into my office because they have anxiety, they have depression, um, their life is chaotic, their emotions are out of control, they have low self-esteem and not realizing the root of all of it is those soul wounds from the trauma or the abuse that happened in their life. And so taking that image of that, that's what I see is that God wants to come in and restore our soul. He wants to come into those broken places that are in us that we're saying, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to think about this. He wants to take us by the hand with the help of others and say, let's work through this. Because I don't want this. I don't want your past to no longer dictate your present and your future. Mm. And that's what happens. You know, 20 um, trauma and abuse that happens. I have women that come into my office at 50, 60 years old that are telling me of trauma that happened in their life when they were a teenager and that trauma is still dictating their present and their future. It still dictates their value and who they are as a person and who they are in Christ. And, and it still affects their relationships with other people. And so recognizing that the damage that happens to us, because, and, and the thing about abuse is we look at physical injuries, but we don't recognize the emotional, mental and the spiritual um, injuries that take place. And that's what those soul wounds are, is there's emotional, there's mental, and there is spiritual wounding that takes place. And so we need to heal that so that we can walk in the fullness of who God created us to be. And our soul, the way I explain our soul is, if you picture a lamp, and there is a cord with the lamp, and... And the, the plug is our spirit connected to God. The cord is our mind, will, and our emotions. That is our soul. And then the body is our body. So if we are plugged in to God, who is our source, then the light of Jesus comes out of us. And a lot of times, People will say, I don't know why I react or do the things that I do sometimes. Well, what it is, is they have a damaged soul. So there's a kink in their, in their cord. So sometimes the light of Jesus shines out. Sometimes we react in our flesh. Sometimes the light of Jesus shines out. Sometimes we react in our flesh. And then some people have such severe wounds that they cut themselves off from God And from others because of the wounds so when we address the spiritual emotional and mental together not just one aspect of it but all of them when we address that together then there is a deep healing that god does in us where it restores our soul from the from the ruins where our garden is once more restored to what god created it to be so we can walk out the pathway of who God created us to be. God put each of us together, every detail about us. He put us together and said, she is good. He is good. And that also was, that has to do with our how we look. It has to do with our, our strengths and our weaknesses, our personality, our gifts and talents, um, everything about us. And it also has to do with who and what God created us for and I always tell people I am not satisfied being only a pinky of who God created me to be. I want to walk in the fullness of who God created me to be. And that is the fullness you could see me right now. I'd be showing like the, the fullness of who I am. And I don't want that just for me. I want that for every woman out there that is experienced abuse in their life, that they get back on track, that they go through the healing process, get back on the path that God created them for, not shutting down, sitting down and giving up anymore, but saying, no, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength and greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world and moving forward into who God created them to be in spite of the brokenness that they've experienced.
0: Wow, that's powerful. You know, one of the things that I noticed as I've been talking to different women, all it's like a spectrum of abuse, really, that, that we've been talking about in the last couple of weeks. But one of the things that I noticed is for a lot of them, this most recent episode of spiritual abuse or church hurt that they're speaking of is not the first time that they've experienced abuse in their lives. It's for most of them, um, it's the last in the long list. And I was thinking through that even in my own life, having been a child that had, you know, come from from a traumatic background. I think that is part of the reason why I stayed as long as I did in an abusive, um, my first marriage was abusive, and then I had a, an abusive uh, work situation. And I think I stayed because the abuse felt familiar. It might not have felt good, but it felt familiar and kind of like what you were saying, like, you know, you, you were desperate for that love of a family, even though it didn't feel good. It, it, it was that, that feeling that you were almost kind of willing to overlook some things so you could get the benefit of some of the other things. And, I feel like a lot of women especially are kind of stuck in this cycle where they don't know how to break out of the abuse. So then they kind of get stuck, stuck in it. And, you know, sometimes we see that in relationships where it's like one bad relationship after another, or it's one bad uh, unhealthy work environment after another, because they don't know how to recognize the signs of either a healthy or unhealthy environment. And so I think, you know, being able to come to a place where they're addressing the brokenness. And I think one of the things you said I loved is you said you weren't satisfied with the brokenness. Um, I think a lot of us are feeling that way, but a lot of people just don't know what to do with that. Um, So would you share a little bit? I know we have your book you talked a little bit about, but would you share about this new resource that you have developed to kind of help women walk through
1: some of that brokenness? Absolutely. And, and I just want to tag a couple things before I get into that of what you just said, because you were talking about multiple abuses and that is very common. Um, it's if, especially if you have experienced, um, abuse, um, as a child, it is very common to experience multiple abuses, um, um, experiences and things that happen, sexual, physical, um, emotional, verbal, and spiritual to have multiple things. And, and I think one of the things that of why we stay in it is it's familiar and it's known. Um, we don't have tools of how to get out of it, like you talked about, but the unknown of how to get out of it is really scary. Yeah. And, and so that's why it's really important um, especially if you, regardless of whether you have one experience of abuse or multiple, it is helpful to have resources and things that help you to get out of that. So some go to counseling, some go to support groups, some um, have families that help them through. Um, everything that they've been through. But a lot of people don't have that stuff. And so what I did is I created a course um, that's a 12-week online course called um, Fully Restored from Abuse. Now, my book is written specifically for sexual abuse. However, I've done groups for many years with that book. And I've always had women in the groups that I've done that come from other aspects of abuse. They've had other types of abuse happen in their life. Um, even have had a group of women that were in a, um, a group for uh, trauma and betrayal from their husbands um, having affairs or addiction to pornography. So I've had a lot of different women with different stories that have come into the groups and been a part of that. And um, But I can't you know, doing a group, I I have one group and I can do, you know, 10 people in one group and really have felt this stirring. I want to reach more women. I, this is, this is who I feel called to. This is who, um, you know, God, God turned around what the enemy meant to destroy me. And I want to grab as many women as I can with me in that journey of being healed. And so in this 12 week course, um, I developed. It is an online course where um, you get five videos a week. Um, there's um, in the twelve weeks. There's you know specific topics that we follow through, and so you get those video courses, um, video um, teaching that go with the course. Um, there's a workbook, there's resources. Um, it just really, it's it, it takes my book and then, you know, it's probably three more books <laughs> added onto <laughs> it of resources and teaching and um, having um, our own private community group. And I just, because uh, there's, I, I in doing this online course, I wanted one aspect that I love about small groups, and that is community. There's something about when we gather together and our stories are different, um, but we understand what some others may not understand. Mm. And um, that sense of community helps in the healing process because one, we learn to trust people again. And two is we learn that we're not alone. And isolation is is connected with fear and shame of, you know, that shame of what we experienced, what happened in our life and that it was our fault or I should have done this and I should have done that. And and so many mindsets that we have connected. And so that sense of community helps you to see you're not alone alone. Um, that are there. There are other women that are out there. Our stories, like I said, are different, but we have this commonality, and that is we're ready to be healed. And so, walking on that journey together of of getting that deep healing and addressing the things of shame, addressing the things of um, our wrong core beliefs um, about ourselves and about um, the world and about God and, um, learning to forgive ourselves, learning, mm-hmm. um, you know, just our chaotic emotions. There's so much that is in this course. And, and I'm really honored, um, that God is allowing me to do this and it gives me the opportunity. Um, I feel like what it is, is God said, I want to extend your tent stakes, Kristen, mm-hmm. you know, um, where I would gather with women in our church or in my practice as a counselor. Now he's saying, Hey, you know, I want to extend your tent stakes. And that's what I've been praying for 13 plus years is Lord, bring them in. um, Use me to be a conduit for their healing. Um, Because there is hope. And a lot of us feel like there isn't hope in the healing. We feel like it's too late, um, but nothing or no one, is too damaged or too broken for jesus to heal and restore however god also uses resources and people to help in that restoration process and and that's what um that's what i want to do is and that's why i have this program is so that i can help women in their healing and restoration process and give them tools Um, Each week you get so many resources and so many tools um, that are focused on that week, Um, different types of coping skills, different things to do when you're having a panic attack, when you have fear that's overwhelming, when your emotions are chaotic and out of control. I mean, there's, we have all this, this supply of things um, to do, that are um, that are going to help in that healing process so that your garden is fully restored and um, that your gates are open wide once more and life is flowing in that garden and learning to trust yourself, learning to trust others and learning to trust God once again, not denying what happened to us, um, acknowledging it but no longer being controlled by it.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, gosh, I love
0: that. Well, how can, um, how can they get involved? We're going to do a link uh, in the show notes and on the She Hears website to this class, right?
1: Yes. Um, I will be getting a link to you that you'll be sharing, and they just click that link and they can sign up. And um, it is a 12-week course, um, so um, it is over um, a, a period of time, and we start October 4th is when we start. Okay.
0: Okay. Well, I appreciate so much for you just kind of sharing a little bit of your heart for women and the restoration process and just the hope that I think it gives for people that are perhaps either fresh out of a situation or maybe have just kind of held that, like you said, we just don't want to think about it. We try to ignore it. And then, you know, it comes out in other areas. Um, I think there's more of us than we realize that are walking around with, um, this kind of damage that we just kind of keep hidden. And one of the prayers of my heart in this season has been that God would reveal things so that he can heal them. And um, that seems to fit so closely with the work that you're doing. So I just thank you. And I wondered, um, would you feel comfortable praying for our listeners today?
1: Absolutely. 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 And, and before I pray, I just want to say one last word of encouragement. Um, Fight for yourself, break the power of abuse, fight for your life, fight and reclaim your future. You are worth it. God has so much more for you. You are more than the abuse that happened to you. Oh, amen. So Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness. I pray, Lord, um, for each and every listener right now who, as we spoke today, it, it triggered in their hearts, Lord, and tears welled up in their eyes and they're thinking, that's me, I've, I've struggled, I've, um, I've experienced abuse in my life, and, and I, I don't know what to do, I don't know where to get help, I know I've shut part of myself off to others. Lord, I'm praying for those women right now. I pray, Lord God, that you would um, open their eyes to their value and their worth. May they see that they are worth fighting. God, I pray just as you gave Joshua, um, you said to him, be bold and courageous. Lord, I pray that over these women right now, that they would be bold and courageous and take the steps that are needed to, to pursue and to fight for their healing. Lord, I pray that, um, Lord, where there are obstacles in their life, that, Lord, that you would clear the pathway for them to get the help that they need and so that they can walk into wholeness and healing in their life. Lord, I pray that you would encourage them. I pray for provision for them. I pray... Lord, that you would lead and direct every step for them. I pray, Lord, if there is a woman that is in danger right now, that Lord Jesus, that you would put people in her pathway who can help her to get out of a dangerous um, physical abusive situation right now. I pray for those that have experienced um, spiritual abuse, Lord, that has wounded their soul. It has caused a um, just a wall between them and you, God, and and between others, and and has caused them to wonder, um, just about their faith. It has caused them that dark season of the soul. Lord, I pray that you would come in and minister to them. I pray, Lord, that you would open their eyes to the um, the false, the the fail failures of man, and that, Lord, that they would see that that is man and that is not you. I pray that you would do a deep healing within their heart, within their emotions, within their minds. Lord God, I thank you that you are our restorer, that Lord, that your word says you restore us and that in your word, when you restore us, you don't just restore us to back to what we were, but it's always a double or a tenfold or more. And Lord, I'm praying that for each and every woman, that it would be a double or a tenfold or a hundredfold of healing and restoration in their life. And we say that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Well, Kristen, thank you so much for just joining us today and for the work that you're doing. We will be praying for you. And uh, I'm just so thankful. So uh, once again, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. It's been a joy.
0: All right. All right, guys. um, That is the end of today's episode. Again, if you need prayer, uh, please reach out and we will have everything linked in the show notes and on the website for you to be able to get in touch with Kristen. Have a great week, guys. Bye bye. Hey, friends. If this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life,